What's happening, guys? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, here with my man, Phil Hawksworth from PhilHawksworth.com. What's happening, Phil? What's up? So today, we're going to do sort of a part two of uh, the series we did with Phil before, which was how to build a six-figure uh, personal coaching business, which is what Phil had done in London. He was making the equivalent of 10K US a month as a personal trainer in his early to mid-20s. Since then, Phil has moved his business online. Um, he's out here in Chiang Mai with me and has been making six figures online. And we're going to talk about how he did that and how you can move your coaching business or if you choose to do a coaching business, how you can take it offline to online. So let's sort of dial back. Okay, so you were in London and you were getting sick of working on a schedule, right? Yeah, like I always wanted freedom and having my own business, but working with clients and being stuck in one place because that's where my clients were was not my idea of freedom. Right. So I wanted to get rid of the diary, get rid of the location dependence. So once you decided that, how did you how did you go about making the transition? So I I figured out a way to take my business online where I can do a similar thing and deliver equivalent or sometimes even better results for my clients, but doing it online. So you took, you were training these guys once a week or whatever, and then you took that online. How did you, how did you, how were you able to deliver the same results um, online? So we can, the first thing that you need to figure out is what do your clients actually want? Because nobody has an inherent lack of a personal trainer in their life. Right. Like you've got to look at it from the mindset of a personal trainer is essentially a necessary evil. Nobody wants a personal trainer. They, <laughs> they hire one because they're yeah. out of shape and they want to fix it. Right. So when you look at it from that perspective, you can look at it as like, okay, so this person is overweight and they want to be in better shape. That's what they want. Now they, they go and hire a personal trainer because they think that's the way to do it. But there's other ways of generating the same outcome. And that's really what people are buying. People are buying the change. They're buying being skinny and feeling better about themselves. They're not buying spending an hour in the gym with you chitty chatting to them and shouting at them a bit. Right. So you're selling them, you know, on how to build a better body, which is the basis of your service. Now, when you're going from the guy like, okay, I've been training you once a week, every hour, and I'm, I'm forcing you to do this thing to, okay, I'm going to be leaving and going online and I still want your business. How do you sell the guy that you're going to be able to give him the same results? So it's, it's not always the easiest thing to sell to people that you've been working with already because they, people don't like change and they're used to what they're used to. Yeah. But the, the way that you sell it generally to anybody is you've just got to make people see that they are looking for an outcome and the reason that they don't have the outcome is not because they don't have a personal trainer. It's like, well, what do you need to do to lose weight? Right, I mean, you need to cut calories. Right, it's not hard. Right. It's common sense. And if you ask anyone on the street, they know how to lose weight. Right. The disconnect is that they don't do it. And by hiring a personal trainer, they're they're kind of just making themselves do it because they've got some accountability, they've put some money into it, they're creating more of a 
you know, paying for failure because of the finances and everything and they've got someone kicking their ass. But in reality, they already know what they need to do because... I get that, but how do you, how do you like, justify, okay, I'm, I'm going to be going online. What's, um, like, what do you, what do you tell the guy? Like, I'm going to be going online. We're gonna, don't worry, we're going to keep the same relationship. It might even be better so for you. You're, you're not selling somebody on online coaching. You're selling somebody on the outcome. How you attain the outcome doesn't really matter to them. They, like... You, you get into it like, all right, so this, this woman's like 32, she's just got engaged, but she's like two dress sizes too big yeah. and she doesn't like herself and she's shitting herself that she's going to walk down the aisle in six months' time and her friends are going to sort of snidely laugh at her right? because girls are all bitchy and, you know, it's her <laughs> wedding day yeah. and, you know, she's like, oh, I've been dreaming about this day since I was like six years old yeah. like you know I, girls do I just haven't been dreaming about looking like this yeah and she does not want to be going down the aisle two dress sizes too big with her arm fat hanging out <laughs> yeah. so it's like when, when you get down to that and it's like I can help you to walk down the aisle feeling your best being your best size being toned being slim being the envy of all your friends feeling amazing so confident right you know the star of the show then she's like fucking hell yeah what do I do so then you, so that's basically what you tell her. Like, look, it's gonna be the same. I'm, I'm gonna help you all the way. We're gonna do. Yeah, you, 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 you do just, Skype coaching, and and it, what else did you add to it? Add to the package? Nothing. Just Skype coaching. So what, what you actually find is, people don't normally need more stuff. They don't need more instruction. They don't need more information. They don't need more plans. They need to actually do the basics, the very basics, and what most personal trainers do is they overwhelm their clients right like aside from like bodybuilders or athletes or people who are like really serious like the average off the street person they come in and like you start giving them macro plans and like fucking supersetted german volume training and they've got no fucking idea what you're talking about yeah and it just overwhelms them sure and like they'll do it when you're stood there pushing them because they don't need to think about it but they're never gonna do that shit on their own like they'll never follow the diet on their own because it's too complicated. Right. So what you realize is it's not about giving them the perfect plan because they're not going to implement the perfect plan. It's about giving them the next step. Okay. And for most people, the next step is like stop eating fucking donuts for breakfast. Sure. And drink more than like three milliliters of water a day. Sure, sure, sure. So like, okay, when you're taking all that and you're transitioning from seeing the guy once a week, whatever training. And now you're on, you move that online. I want to walk the guys through exactly how you did that. So how many, as a percentage, how many of your clients would you say you were able to take from offline to online when you moved? Uh, like two people, not percent. Two people. Like I, I was, wasn't trying to take my clients, right. My in-person clients on online is, so in the transition into the transition phase, it's safe to say you probably lose the guy's going to lose a fair amount of, of clients when he's moving online. Yeah, but with online because it's not such a time sponge, it's you you can build clients up very quickly. And I get that for sure. For you sure. you also eliminate all your costs for sure. No, I understand hundred percent. I just want to give give the guys an idea of what to expect. Okay, so you're moving online. You you might lose a fair amount of clients, but you're you're going to be able to keep a few. Yeah. So if, and were you able to keep charging them the same rate that you were charging them um, in the UK for online training, or did you have to cut a rate? 
if you're going to transition, then don't just ditch all of your in-person clients and then go, oh shit, I've got no income coming in. Like you start signing up a couple of online clients and then once you've started to replace your income, then you can start letting people go. And, you know, like it's a stupid idea to just be like, all right, I'm, I'm moving to Thailand tomorrow. Well, that's, so you, that's right, dumb. of course. Like I tell all the guys, get the service business going before you come out. Don't do the digital nomad thing where you <laughs> you come out to start a business and then it's a disaster and you have to go back back home and live with mom. That's no good. So you were in the in the final year you were building up your online business and you were trying to transition some of the clients. Many of the clients didn't come with you. Um, the ones that did, were you able to transition them for the same rate or did you have to cut the rate for them? No, people people pay more online. People pay more and all you were doing was Skype coaching. Yeah, because the difference is you're not selling what personal trainers do, what the industry sort of trains you to do, which is really fucking stupid, is you sell an hour of your time. Yeah. And nobody wants to buy an hour of your time. Like, yeah. I'm sure you're lovely and you're really charismatic. They want to buy the result. But you're not rent a friend. Nobody wants to pay you 50 quid an hour just to stand next to them. Right. They want to buy a result. So this is also how you sell decent, like high-end packages for personal training. You don't sell hours of your time. You sell an outcome. You sell like a 12-week transformation where you're selling the outcome. Right. So you do that, you charge a hell of a lot more money. Like you can charge more online than you will per hour personal training. You can charge a hell of a lot more if you're doing in-person transformations. Really? Like so that. you were charging more per hour online than you were in person? Yeah, because... Because you're selling a bigger package. Yeah, the, the conversation is not ever about the time. It's not ever about an hour. Like the calls don't need to be an hour. The calls are as long as they need to be. Because they're not buying your time, they're buying the outcome. Got it. And it, it is a, it takes a while to get your head around when you're a trainer or a coach and you've spent your life selling an hour of your time. It takes a while to get your head around that actually you might be delivering more value by talking for 10 minutes and then letting them go and do it. 100%. Whatever they need to hear. A lot of people don't want to hear you yammer for an hour. No. They just want to hear what they're supposed to do and they want you to tell them to do it and then they do it. Absolutely. So, okay, so that's an, that's an interesting thing is that you can actually charge more if you frame it with the proper package. Yeah. Now, how did you go about before you left getting the online client? So you have three to five years. How long, What were you, like five years as a personal trainer offline? Yeah. So you've got five years of knowledge of, and you've got a lot of knowledge about working out. You've got a lot of clients who you've had results with you've got a lot of knowledge about psychology you've been studying marketing um i think that's all things that guys should consider like mm -hmm. before you transitioned you really knew your industry you you knew the marketing you knew the psychology behind it you know what you were selling which is the results as opposed to mm -hmm. some hours then with all that knowledge how are you able to go about like specifically getting those clients online were you doing facebook ads google adwords um, yeah. What, what was the game? So, actually, let me just, I'll answer that one in a sec, but the, the way that I sort of came to this realization about selling the outcome and sometimes less is, you know, less stuff is more. Yeah. Is after a couple of years that you've, you've attained more than enough knowledge than 99.99% of the population need with regards to exercise and nutrition. Like, it's not that difficult for me to tell you what to eat and how to train. Right. But what you realize is that some clients get incredible results. They're the ones that actually do it. And right. some clients don't. And you're not suddenly less knowledgeable or less experienced or less good of a trainer when someone doesn't get results. 
It's because they're not doing it. Right. And when you see that repeated over and over and over again, you start to figure out that, all right, so more nutrition and more training knowledge is not going to help in the slightest. What they need is behavior change. They need to implement and they probably need less nutrition, less training, more simplicity. 100%. I think so many guys get overwhelmed and that's something I noticed with my site where I I started with like stuff that I realize now is a bit advanced Mm. and a lot of guys just need to like go out and talk to a girl just to start there or they just need to go to the gym. I've just written posts yesterday and today about um, introverts and meeting girls. Yeah. And the whole first post was just about overcoming like general shyness. Like yeah. talk to your barista and your checkout girl. Yeah. Smile at them a little bit. Yeah. Go like go clothes shopping and just chat to the girl who's gonna come and serve you because they're paid to come and talk to you. Right. Because they can't when, be rude to you. Yeah. When you're like an introvert and you're quiet and you're shy, like the idea of going and talking to someone that you don't know and trying to chat them up is like it's a million fucking miles away from where you are now. And I know because that was me when I was like 19, 20. Right. See, now that's a crucial insight that you have to have. If you're industry and you want to be able to move online, you need to be able to understand the psychology of your clientele. And something that took me, you know, a fair number of years doing RLD before I really started to realize what guys actually needed as opposed to what I thought they needed or what I thought that people should read. And that definitely changed the direction for me is like now the stuff that I do is the stuff that they want as opposed to what I think that people should want. Mm. So with that said, going back to our other point there. To the market. Right. Yeah. So um, it depends on what your business currently has, what assets you have. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an email list, that's generally the best place. Um, Clients. A good place, not necessarily themselves, but referral. So with the okay, so let's let's stop on each individual one. With the email list, would you every client you had, you would ask for their email for an email list? Yeah, like I I would be building an email list. Whatever business you're in, whatever you do, build right. an email list. It's the most valuable thing you can do. Okay. Um and that's where you'll get most of your clients from. So you just send emails out. So every physical client you have, you're getting the email and then you're sending them an email once a week. Like, Hey, it's Phil. I wanted to give you a few tips on whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, nowadays I would email daily, but back then it was like twice a week. So you got the email list because you've been building that up over the last five years. Yeah. Now the next thing that you had from your clients was you ask, I'm not sure if you do, but this is something that I did when I was in sales. You ask every single client that's satisfied for a referral. Yeah. So and that is the best piece of, that's the best kind of marketing there is. When someone, ref, someone says, this guy's good, 99% of the time, you're going to get that client. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying before about like where the person is at, yeah. when you ask someone for a referral, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And most of the time, they're not going to refer anyone. Right. And it doesn't mean that they don't think you're good or that they don't like you or they don't want you to succeed. And it doesn't mean that they don't know anybody. It means that, that for one, you're putting them on the spot and they need to think about it. Secondly, it's especially with fitness, it's not the easiest conversation to have. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, I've got this amazing new bank and they offer me a great interest rate. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, no, you're a fat like, fuck. You need to go see my personal trainer. It's like, I noticed you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I, I used to be fat and um, this guy will help you out. So there's, you know, there's that social pressure as well. 
And <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a fucking hard conversation. You've also got to reassure your clients that you're not just going to hard pitch their friends or whoever they're going to refer to you. Yeah. So you've got to make the, the process as easy for them as possible. And how do so you do that? The first thing you do is you ask them, don't just say, can you refer me someone? But say like, can you think of three people that might benefit from doing what we're doing together? Mm, and get them one. to actually name three people. Rather than like just this sort of esoteric, like think of somebody and they're not even going to think about anybody. Yeah. Actually ask them for three names and they'll actually engage their brain and actually think. Okay. And then you want to tell them what to expect. So here's what I'm offering. So it's not like, right, give, give me their phone number and I'm just going to cold call them and try and ram my service down their throat. Right. It's like, you know, I've got this... Um, I've got this new program that I'm putting together. It's a Tori transformation program. It's for people who are like this. So it's for women who are engaged, they're getting married and they want to lose two dress sizes before their wedding. And this is the online program, right? Yeah. So this is like I a mean, year. Well, this is referrals for anything. Be... But we're, we're, we're talking about your transition from offline yeah, yeah. to online. So within the final year, you are, you're going to your clients, do you know three people? Yep. I'm doing this online, this program, this transformation program. We can get these specific results for wedding, weddings and all types of other things. Yeah, so tell, tell them who it's specifically for. Right. And then just say, can, can you put me in touch? And then they'll, they'll always say yes. And then just say, is it okay if I follow up with this in a few days? Right. Because what usually happens is people will say yes and then they'll completely forget about it. Of because course. they have their own lives going on. Of course. So by asking permission, just saying, can I follow up with this? Then... It's expected that you're going to chase them up. Right. And, and it doesn't feel they like you're harassing and, them. Yeah, and they can't get mad if you do it. Right? So, they, can't, they, they can't be like, well, oh, he went right after this person because yeah. they gave permission. And obviously then do what you say you're going to do. Actually follow them up when you say you're going to follow them up. Okay. And get them, you know, either they're going to talk to the other person and then you, introduce you or they're going to give you their details. I would give you, your client a script to send to their friend or to tell their friend. So don't leave it up to them because they're not your salesman. They don't know how to sell what you do. Right. They might have the the enthusiasm and they might have their own results, but they they'll probably talk about the they're not gonna dig into the other person's pain and sell them on what they need to be sold. They're gonna talk about the the nuts and bolts of what you actually do. Right. Which so is you, not selling. So you'll send them an email and say, you know, why don't you forward this to Ashley when you yeah, have a minute? Pretty much. Like write it for them. Not only is it making them position it in the right way but it's also making their life easier so they're more likely to do it right make it as simple as possible give them a script to follow i think that's really that's really good and really important and um you know you bring up a good point that that no one's going to sell the way that you sell no one's going to sell and no one's going to handle the objections like you want to get that client in your control as soon as possible yeah like the the thing you certainly don't want them doing is their friend going, how much does it cost? Yeah. You don't want them having that conversation because you've lost that client, that lead already. Because the friend's just like, oh, it's twelve, it's $1,200. And they're like, that's too much. Yeah, and exactly. you're, you're not there to handle the objections. Exactly. So, okay. So you've you've been building up the, the newsletter, which every guy should be doing with his offline business or any business. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you've been transitioning. You've you've put together a package. First of all, you've put together a transformation package, or you uh, some some type of specific niche results based package. Yeah. Do you do you want to go into how I would actually do coaching? Or is it too specific just for, for 
fitness? Um, if you can make it like high level, okay. Because I want to, I want it to be able to apply to any type of coaching business. Um, still, still on marketing. We'll finish that first. Okay. Um, after I'd exhausted my email list and clients, and I started running Facebook ads. Okay. Um, Did you find Facebook works better than Google Ads? Yes. It's cheaper, right? Yes, a lot. Okay, and it's better. If the geo targeting is better, and, and Go- that type of stuff. Google works, I think, better for in person because people are searching. People who don't go online searching online personal training. Right. But they will go online searching personal training in Chiang Mai. Right. So if you're a personal trainer in Chiang Mai, then Google will work. So Google works better for like local yeah. service businesses. Oh, yeah. With with fitness, yes. Because no one is... The market is not aware of online training as an option. So right. they're searching for it. Right. Um, but Facebook, you find, works better for... Yeah, fa- Facebook works because you can you can say whatever you want. You don't need them to be searching. You, you're presenting them with an offer. And go go to Facebook or any cold traffic after you've already got clients from your email list because now you know what works. You know what offer people are going to buy. So rather than trying to take a brand new offer to cold traffic and it just going out there into the abyss and you have no idea what anyone thinks about it, you've already been on the phone with people. You've spoke to people. You've made sales. You've seen what emails people respond to. Yep. Now you know what to put in your Facebook ad. Okay. Now, what was the... What was the the price point for the package that you were selling? Um, <clears throat> I started off the first few that I sold was three hundred quid for six weeks. Three hundred quid, so that's about seven seven hundred USD. No, it was about five hundred. Five hundred USD. Then it was five hundred quid, and then it was nine hundred quid. Nine. So you got it up to eighteen hundred or or no, nine hundred would be about thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred US at the time. And how much money were you spending on the marketing, the Facebook marketing per month? Um, so when I started running Facebook, I was getting about a 10 times ROI. I was spending about 100 quid a week. 100 quid a week. So maybe five, but, 500 but, but, but in mind that this was three years ago nearly. Facebook changes every three months. So don't listen too much to the specific numbers with Facebook because it's completely different now. Fair enough, but I just want to get a broad picture. You're spending about 500 US a month on advertising. Yeah. And you're selling packages that are going for about 1500 and what is the how much are you bringing in compared to what you're spending? At you know, once once it's all up and running. I was getting about 10 times ROI. 10 times ROI. Yeah. That's massive, man. Yeah. That's huge. I'd, I'd be surprised if you can do the same now because that was when Facebook ads were quite new yeah, and it wasn't anywhere near as competitive as it is now. I mean, so you're getting 500% return on your investment, even if you're getting 100% as massive for I mean, any type of advertising. Yeah, like I, I was getting submission leads with phone numbers for like a couple of quid um, yeah. to call traffic. You won't be able to do that now, not to call traffic. Fair enough, but let's say even a guy can get a hundred percent return on investment as a big, big. I mean, that's massive, and that that stuff like that is one of the many reasons why I advocate guys to do a service business because yeah. your return on investment cannot be beat. Like, could you imagine if Microsoft was returning a hundred percent every year to their shareholders? I mean, it's it's impossible to get that kind of return in almost every. Every business that you get into, except for um, 
you know, like we're a service business because your your expenses are so little. You have no overhead. You have no employees. Yeah. You have none of the you know inventory costs, no depreciation. I mean, all the other shit that fucking sinks businesses. You don't have. You you also have an almost built in recurring revenue, like your. <clears throat> you're selling a widget or whatever you're going to sell sell it once if you're selling a service more than likely they're going to stay with you for six months 12 months two years so your lifetime value is huge so right so so that's yeah so that's not even an accurate picture of how much money you're actually getting because it's not a one-off so you're selling a 1300 dollars package but they might sign up for something else after that yeah like if you sell them into like a 12-month package on the back end then obviously you can make a lot more money. So your full tilts, you know, long-term ROI would be even higher than five times if if we're going to factor in recurring revenue. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if, if there's any takeaway from, from this, which was actually even surprising to me, was the power of Facebook ads for um, online coaching. Just let me caveat that, though. It, what I said about having an offer that you know works. Right. Because if you don't have an offer that you know works, then it's not going to work. So let's and you're talk about throw money down the drain. So let's talk about that real quick. How long did it take you to A/B test the offer that works, or was it something that you had perfected when you were doing offline training? So this is what I did. I actually got as many people on the phone as I could. I wasn't particularly trying to sell them anything. I just wanted to talk to them. So I sent emails out. I asked my clients. I posted on my personal Facebook page. It's like. I just want to talk to people who are in this situation. Like so they want to lose. a free, free phone consultation. Yeah, basically, I, your position is like, I'm just doing some market research. I want to find out what you need help with. If you can give me 20 minutes so I can ask you a few questions about where you're at and what I can help you with, then I will give you some help for free. Okay. Now, that's a, that's a very good proposition. And I just want to add something to that real quick. And something I've been telling guys for a long time is that cold calling is so not dead and warm leads um, on a phone call are some of if not the most effective sales and marketing that you can do and for those of you guys who have only been selling online and have never called someone and you think that the phone is dead it is not dead okay like in my last sales job we were doing you had to do 40k in revenue just to keep your job and it was almost None of that was emails. It was all calling up decision makers, getting them on the phone. Because when you get when you're when you email someone, it is effective, but it is nowhere near as effective as the phone. Because as we were saying, you cannot manage objections in real time on the email. When you've got someone on the phone, you can they can hear your voice. You can manage objections. You can ask questions. You can pivot. And it's so 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 important. And um, I think that's a really crucial point that that guys should take away from, especially the way that you framed it because you framed it as like a no pressure consultation where like you're, you're actually going to help them and you're not going to hard sell. What you'll find as well is that these people are responding because they actually have that problem and they need some help. Right. So like more than 50% of the time, they will actually end up asking for your help at the end anyway. So it's like you spend 20 minutes asking them questions and right. You know, you're, you're genuinely listening to them, which nobody ever does. Right. And it, it's essentially like the first third of it, what you would do in a sales call anyway. And then by the end, they're like, can you tell me more about your program, about what you do? It's like, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's, that is a terrific, um, terrific, terrific way to get clients. With, to getting on the phone as well, like 
when you send an email out, yeah, you might get a couple of responses. But when you get on the phone and you actually speak to somebody, yeah, then you start to learn their language, you learn their problems, you learn how they frame things, how they think about things. This is your marketing. Yeah. All you do is just send it back out in the other direction. Someone tells you something, right. you repeat it in the exact same words in your marketing. Right. And no matter how much you think you know your market, you don't know it as well as you think you do. Just like I've made this mistake like four times. Every time I launch something new, I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Usually it doesn't work straight away. Then I go talk to people and then I figure out, okay, so I thought they were, you know, an F, but actually they were only a D. So I need to totally change what my messaging is. 100% true. And something I've realized through the comments and stuff for over the last four years is that guys wanted something very different from what I thought they wanted. And, and oftentimes it is much more basic from what you actually think it is. The guy just wants to be more confident or he wants to be happier. He wants to have some less anxiety, right? Instead of selling this elaborate yeah. you know, thing, right? Like you, you have the curse of knowledge and you forget, right? You completely forget what it was like to not know stuff. And like, like I'm having this problem now. I'm trying to start writing about dating yeah. and I'm like, I've got no idea where to start because I, I know so much that I've forgotten that I don't remember what I didn't know before. The thing that, that I realized, and this is going to be useful for anyone's online marketing, is that the vast majority of people who are searching for something are beginners. Yeah. Okay, So a guy who's searching for how to get laid online, guy who's searching for how to get women, guy who's searching for how to um, lose weight is nine times out of ten a beginner because an advanced guy knows how to talk to women and he knows how to lose weight. So he'd be searching for, you know, um, difference between supersets and, you know, German pyramid training, whatever the fuck, you know, random names that he's looking for. He'd be searching for like very, very specific things as opposed to like the broad terms. And this is something you have to, this is something you should also look at is do a Google AdWords search, set up an AdWords account and do a search and see how many search terms there are for that keyword. Like how to get laid has like, you know, 100,000, 500,000 a month. And when you, when you recognize that, you know that there's a lot of interest in that particular keyword. Yeah. What you'll find as well is people that are advanced are not buyers. Yeah. People that, people that are advanced, they already probably enjoy it. Like if you were talking about the gym, people that are at a moderate to advanced level already go to the gym. They already like going to the gym. Yep. They already know how to train. They have experience. So they're just looking for like a blog post or maybe a book right. that tells them like, here's a, a new training program. Go and do it. They're not going to pay you a lot of money. The person that's going to pay you a lot of money is the person who can't do anything, who needs their hand holding to manage to drink some water and literally like do three press-ups yeah, on the floor. Like beginners is you're like at least 50% of what you should be doing is for beginners or for, you know, the person who's searching for it is not going to be the advanced person. The advanced guy is not going to be looking for a personal trainer. Like when I would go to the, when I would sign up for a new gym in Canada, they wouldn't even ask me like if, if I wanted a trainer, cause I would be bigger than the fucking guy <laughs> or there would be like a half hearted, like some, some girl would like half heart. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Right. Whereas like the overweight guy, they're all over that dude. And they got him on the BOSU ball doing like crunches. They got him running up and down the stairs like a damn fool. Yeah. And, you know, that's the market. All right. Except you don't want to be 
the guy who's putting the dude on the fucking BOSU ball doing crunches. What, what you'll also find as well is when you speak to people, you find out what they really want. Yeah. Because it, like what I said before, people don't have like an inherent lack of personal trainers in their life. They also don't actually care about losing weight. Right. They want to lose weight to attain something else. They want to lose weight because they have no confidence and they're fucking lonely because they haven't spoken to a girl since 1997 because they're fast fuck and they don't want to look at themselves now in the that, mirror. That's a higher level of sales game is where you're selling beyond the result. And you're selling into so the result is is the feature, but now we're talking about into the benefits, and I would say benefits is what closes the deal, right? The feature is like okay, you lose weight. The benefits is like imagine how good you're gonna feel when you're when you're gonna see the pictures of the wedding on Facebook and you're gonna look beautiful, and all your friends are gonna be jealous of how good you look, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that!" Yeah. And then you're like, "This is actually possible. If you follow this, this is possible for you. This is within your reality." Yeah, it's um, like a principle of copywriting is the so that principle. So it's like I'm gonna lose weight so that I have more confidence and get laid more. I'm gonna, you know, do this so that. I attain this other thing, which mm. is what I really want. That's good. That's really good. So whenever you're writing or thinking about copy or a presentation of an offer, it's like, yeah, so that, so that what? Yeah, that's a great way to flesh out the benefits. Mm. And probably something you could use in your client calls. You could just let them finish the sentence as well. Okay, so let's see if we can handle the marketing here. So... You build up your newsletter from day one, mm -hmm. okay? You put together a package and you A-B test it through client calls. Mm -hmm. Then you start, once your package is finalized. So actually, sorry, you, you, you don't really put a package together per se because this is it's individual. And until I speak to you, I don't know what you need. Okay. So if you take two random people off the street, they don't need the same thing. And I can't possibly know what they need help with until I speak to them. Fair enough. So you almost don't put a package together. And this is where a lot of trainers and coaches struggle because they, I don't know if they kind of feel that they're selling nothing and that makes them feel sleazy or something. But it's like without having a concrete package, they're like, but I don't know what I'm selling. I'm like my perspective is you can't possibly know what this person needs help with until you speak to them. Sure. I, the way that I had it set up in ad sales was we had a suite of packages mm. and they were all negotiable. There was always something else we could add or take away. And I would just go into the meeting with our, our deck and I would hand them the deck. But then really I would just sit down and like, what do they want? And then I would sell around that. I wouldn't actually have it in mind. I don't know if that's yeah, I mean, how you'd go about it, but I would have an open mind and then I'd be putting them into one of the different packages and adding this and taking away that. Yeah, like if... If you're a good car salesman, someone comes in, you know they want to buy a car, but you don't prejudge that oh, this person wants to buy a crappy little Ford right? or that person wants to buy a Ferrari. It's like you figure that shit out when you start talking to them. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know that they want to buy fitness and you don't want to change their body. But until you actually speak to them, you don't know what that is for them. You also, another important thing that I noticed is you should not... Um guess how much money people have because people can yeah. surprise you like clients would come through with these huge deals where I thought there's no way they would th there's no way they would bite on this but then I realize then I figure out that their office has way more funds available than I originally thought or the guy 
who goes in the car dealership. It doesn't look like he has any money because he doesn't care about clothes, but he's there to buy a Ferrari or he has the money to buy a Ferrari. So that's I mean, another important thing. Think about the status game. Most people that display status are in debt. They put it on credit cards. Yeah. They don't have any money. The people that don't, that actually are rich tend not to display status as much. They want everyone to know they're rich. It's 100% what I've noticed is rich guys don't dress well. They're the old guy in like the crumpled suit. <laughs> the guy, the young guy with the slick talking and the great suit is fucking in debt. And that's like, I did a whole fucking video on fuck networking, why networking is a waste of time. Because every other guy in the networking seminar is like you. He's looking the part, dressing the part. He's got the phone and everything. He's got no money. And he's he's leveraged himself into debt just to look like that. Whereas the rich guys won't go anywhere near a fucking networking group. And they look like shit because they don't care about money because they're halfway autistic because all... They don't care about clothes because they're halfway like autistically focused on just like... Like Warren Buffett looks look terrible right Ross Perot this guy ran for president back in the day he, he was one of the worst dressed guys in the world but he had billions because yeah. that's that's what they fucking care about alright so that's so you've got the package together you've got the newsletter together you're hitting up people for referrals to give them the package and you've got the Facebook online was that the marketing angle covered for you uh, is there anything else to add to yeah you can also try and do joint ventures if you've got partners that you can do it with again don't do it until you've got an offer that you know works did you do any joint ventures or um, just an idea not really alright so it's an idea it's, it's an idea that I know so, works I so those are the three keys then okay for the guys the newsletter the referrals and the Facebook ads and it sounds like the Facebook ads is, is pretty killer with um Anywhere that you've got an asset of followers, so like I had an email list, I didn't have a Facebook page or a Twitter following or anything, but if you do, then that's basically the same thing. Yeah. So anywhere you've got an asset, if you've got like 10,000 Instagram followers, Facebook fans, Twitter followers, um, anything else, like if you've got a podcast or YouTube, anywhere that people follow you, yeah, then that's, I would say, is an equivalent to an email list. 100%. I look at my Twitter and it's like part of an email list not that I do anything with it I just use it to like I don't fucking talk on Twitter because I hate Twitter I just literally like program my site to blast out when I've got a new article or whatever yeah but YouTube is a whole different fucking ball game YouTube is is eventually within the next year is probably going to be bigger than my site for any of you guys who are looking to get your brand out there and I'm, I'm just I'm just going off topic and this is not relevant to every coaching business but I mean your coaching business cannot hurt by having you on YouTube answering questions or if you're a fitness guy working out and showing off your body on Instagram and saying positive things and, you know, Phil's got a blog, you know, you're starting to do the YouTube, that cannot not help your getting clients, okay? And I'll tell you what, I um, before like YouTube was... YouTube existed, but it wasn't like it is today. And before Facebook, everything was big. Yeah. I spent tens of thousands on PR, getting in media, getting in newspapers to build authority. Right. You can do the same now with just a fucking YouTube channel. YouTube. People can see that you're legit just by watching your videos. Yeah. You don't need to be featured in the fucking times for people to think that you're legitimate. Yeah. I spent so much fucking money on getting in the press it was ridiculous we did that for our tech startup and it was actually it was worthless we got in like TechCrunch and these other things and it was like you get like a hundred clicks a week yeah it's garbage 
It's like it has more value for plastering their logo on your website. Yeah, so that that's it. Featured in featured here. in, but that fuck, it's just for authority. Magazine. When when people can see you or hear your voice, and you're delivering content and value, then they can see that you're legit. Yeah, you don't need to spend the money to do that. And I would even tell guys to do YouTube before the you do the blog. Like I don't even know if you need a blog anymore because YouTube is so fucking big. And uh, the other thing is Facebook videos has now almost matched YouTube in terms of popularity and videos are the fucking present and the future. Like you, you see I'm doing videos every day because videos is now the most watched content. It's, is murdering, um, you know, writing and all that stuff. And YouTube is, is such, it's like automatically so much easier to build on YouTube than it is on a website. It builds so much quicker and your subscribers are like your newsletter. So I have 4,000 subscribers. Now I've got 4,000 on my newsletter, Twitter, and all that stuff. And the the YouTube is growing way faster than my site did. So if anything, get your brand out there as well. If, you want, if you're a life coach or you're a fitness coach, get on the fucking YouTube, get on Twitter, um, yeah. you know, get a website up that looks good. Most of those, most guys' websites look terrible. So, like, that's a gotta have your website look decent. It's not taking me. No, but <laughs> we can get into that. Um, like Facebook Live and Periscope as well. Just video on those platforms gets pushed to the top of the algorithm. So, if you're rather than doing Facebook posts and tweets, do Facebook Live and Periscope, and it, it will get seen 10 times as much. Is Periscope on? Is Facebook on? Not Twitter. Twitter yeah all right cool man so is there anything else you think that these guys need to know um, transitioning do you want to talk about actually how to do coaching because it is different how to do coaching so what you've been doing previously if you're a personal trainer is selling an hour of exercise sure you try and give people diet advice and you give them macros to follow and stuff but yeah from the client perspective, they're buying an hour of exercise. And if you're lucky, they'll follow the other stuff. When you sell a package that's sold on an outcome, then you're selling the outcome. That means that everything within that is working towards the outcome rather than being an hour of time. So you're not selling an hour on the phone on Skype. Right. You're selling the outcome which means people are much more likely to actually follow the diet advice and stuff because they recognize that that's the stuff that brings them towards the outcome. Right. So <clears throat> you've just got to look at where someone's at now. And we've spoke about this already. People are at a much more basic level than you probably think. And then you've got to look at where they want to get to. And then you've got to like apply an 80-20, look at the big rocks. What are the things that are going to take them forward the most? It's like for most people... They don't need a complicated training plan and a complicated diet plan because they eat fucking McDonald's and donuts every day and they haven't been to the gym for six months. Right. They need to go to the gym and do anything of fucking go walk around the park, like do anything. Yeah. They need and the they need to like, you know, just start drinking some water instead of Coke all day and eat eggs for breakfast instead of sugary cereal. Right. Like that will take that's their eighty percent. The twenty percent that gets them the eight percent of the results. Right, that will take them so much further than giving them this big whole plan that they follow for two days, get overwhelmed, and throw out the window. Right. So it's you've got to give them 
the next step. And that's also where the value is in your coaching. When you're actually speaking to somebody every week, it's because you're giving it step by step. So like, will I tell you last week to go drink more water and eat eggs for breakfast? And you come back to me and you tell me what your struggles were. You tell me if you managed to do that. And if you struggled, then I'm going to tell you how to overcome those struggles. If you manage to do it, then I'm going to tell you the next step, which will be like, all right, so instead of eating McDonald's for lunch, why do you eat salad? Right. You know, like one, two, maybe three things per week so that people don't get overwhelmed. They go, and that's enough for people to see results. Right. People don't need to change everything. They just need to change a couple of the big rocks, the 20% that brings the 80% of the results, and they're going to see results. And that's what people need. They need the confidence that they can do this. They need to see that this actually works. They don't need to lose 10 pounds this week. They need to lose two pounds and then two pounds next week and two pounds the week after as well. And people are very happy when they start actually seeing results. When a guy starts getting laid who hasn't been laid before, he is, even if he's just like one girl a month, that dude is happy. Yeah. Like, and the same thing with fitness. Especially if it feels easy. Yeah. Like most people, diet plans, training, it's overwhelming. Right. So if you give them something that feels easy and they barely even notice they're doing it and it quickly becomes habitual, that builds so much self-belief. Because these people have never believed that they can get fit before. That's right. why they need your help. Right. If they could do it themselves, they would do it themselves. They are leaning on your confidence. Your your goal is not to get them to follow the perfect diet. Your goal is to build their self-belief and ultimately allow them to become independent and to be able to do this themselves. Right. That's where the real value is. It's not in the results that they get over 12 weeks or however long your program is. It's in teaching them the skills, changing their beliefs, and building new habits so that they can do this forever themselves without having to pay you anymore. Terrific. One of the added benefits of stuff like that is you get, when you, when you give someone results, I mean, you, you get to feel that satisfaction of like, I've actually helped someone yeah. like change their life and they are fucking happy about it. Right? Yeah. I, I had one client, she was training with me for like two years doing um, like a bootcamp class. Yeah. And she, she had like 25, pounds to lose 30 pounds and she lost like five pretty much at the start and then she just didn't really make any more progress right like she enjoyed the class and it was a laugh and she was made friends and social and she had fun and like she, she was going to be like a lifelong client anyway because she enjoyed it but she came onto my online program and in six weeks she lost like 12 pounds and it just completely changed her life she did it with her husband who had like the equivalent amount of weight to lose. Right. He had not been training for years because he had a bad back. And like, they both completely changed how they ate. They completely, they went from not liking exercise to falling in love with exercise, both of them. And then they, now they've both started doing CrossFit and now they're the, those weird people who are like CrossFit fucking Jesus people. <laughs> um, and they, they they started doing things that they'd not done for 10 years and they started traveling again and they started um, like new experiences and going out places and like revitalized their whole life, which, you know, they, they were a stale couple that went to work and then sat in front of the TV in the evening. Yeah. And like this, I suppose the, the belief and the confidence they got from doing this, it changed their whole life. And like I can only imagine their relationship is so much better now. And, you know, their general happiness in their lives is so different. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's something that I haven't touched on a lot when I'm when I'm talking about, like, an online service business. But, like, a lot of guys think, like, how am I going to do this and that? But, like, 
you have to be in some type of a business where like you enjoy it, man. Like when I get results from when guys send me an email or, or fucking comment, I, that, I love that shit. When you're doing what you do, Phil, and you're like spending one-on-one hours and hours of coaching and you get that fucking result. I mean, that in itself is a fucking reward. Like that type of satisfaction where you're like, not only did I get this person the result, but I actually changed their life. That person, for the rest of their life, you've put them on a completely different path. I mean, if you even extend the timeline, like those two could have been dead, you know, in their late 50s because of a heart attack or something. But yeah. now they're gonna, they have a fucking totally different life because you were there at the right time. And as a beautiful thing, the other beautiful thing is that you're getting to do this shit from Thailand or the Philippines or Vietnam or wherever the fuck, because you're always somewhere different every month. Um, and that means that you enjoy it even more because like you're, I mean, that, that is a pretty fucking cool thing to be able to change someone's life from halfway around the world. Yeah. Like no, nothing that you do is just about what you do. Like you change someone's fitness, it will change their life. You teach someone how to get laid, it will change their life. Yeah. You teach someone how to make more money, it will change their life. It's not just about more money or fucking that one girl. It will change their whole life for the rest of their life. And it changes your life too in that it gives you, it makes it so much easier for you to have a positive self-image when you are giving a lot. When yeah. you're, it just naturally happens. You start to feel like a good yeah, guy. It like, feels good. I actually fucking help these people. Just, um... One more point that I want to make on coaching people, behavior change. Don't tell anybody anything. Ask them. Mm. It's like, if you you come in, like, you tell me what you've done last week. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, right, go do this, this, and this. Right. It's like, okay, so you did that. Like, what do you think you could do better? Or how could you improve on that? And then you, you tell me. Right. Because when they tell you, it's their idea. They're selling themselves on the idea. Right. And because they've come up with it, it's it's automatically reasonable it's possible because they wouldn't come up with it if they didn't think they could do it right whereas when you tell someone something they don't think they can do it and it also gets their backup when you yeah. when you tell something and it's the same when you're actually selling the person too yeah. it's always about asking the right questions yeah one of my salesmen I had a saying um telling is selling mm. don't tell anyone anything because right. it feels salesy it feels hard right. to sell ask people and right. they will tell you and they will sell themselves that's terrific, man. And sales and coaching is the same thing. They sell themselves. It's their self-direction. You're just guiding them. Right. But they're coming up with all of the ideas because when they come up with the idea, they invest in the idea. And when they've invested in the idea, they're going to follow through on it. Right. Very, very good. All right. So I think I'm going to wrap up here unless there's anything else you want to add. Um, no, just... Be um, going through this. If, if you've not done coaching before where you focused on behavior change, it's a totally different thing and it's going to take you a while to get used to it. And it's don't get disheartened if like it just doesn't work the first time you try it. You've got to just learn that area and you've got to build into it. Don't just expect an overnight change because you're then doing what the client comes and does when they expect to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. Like step by step, it has that like change your own business or your model or your coaching in the same way that you would have a client change. Right. Step by step, progressive overload. Very good. So to recap, 
Uh, you should check out the first series that we did with Phil on how to build a six-figure coaching business to see actually how to do that offline. Now, for to recap the transition, um, for the three to four years or whatever that you're doing offline, you're getting the newsletter from every client or you know people at your gym or wherever you're doing your coaching or for any type of coaching, you want to get as many subscribers as you can for your newsletter. You're building up your brand on Facebook and on YouTube. You are um, building up an, not a package per se, but a suite of different options that you can offer clients within your final year of transitioning out from offline to online. You are asking for referrals from your clients for that you're going to f- send an email to or have them forward an email to, and you're going to utilize the Facebook ads and possibly Google ads if it's worthwhile, but it seems like the Facebook ads for sure is is the setup. And the uh, the final additional option is to geo-arbitrage your income. So Phil has also gone from London, where it's one of the most expensive cities, to Chiang Mai, where it's one of the cheaper cities. So your so 10K a month US and London will give you a decent rate rate of return, but your 10K a month in Thailand is out of control. On on that point, I've stopped coaching people now. And the reason is the time difference predominantly. Okay. So that's one thing to consider, but that's the idea. The the other consideration is the internet quality. Right. Um, Like if you're from North America and you want to go travel South America, then it's fine. Or if you're from the UK and you want to go travel Europe, it's fine. But if you want to move to the other side of the world, all of your clients, like I'm not, I don't want to do coaching calls at 3 a.m. Right. That's why I don't do coaching now because normal people have jobs. So they want to talk to me at 7 p.m. UK time, which is Got 3 a.m. time on time. Got it. So that's Just, a good thing to keep in mind is depending on where you're going to go. So you've got South America, Eastern Europe, wherever it's cheaper and you can still get a good quality and have a reasonable time for your coaching calls is the geo arbitrage is, is, the final option and think if you're moving online i mean it really is a good idea to go out there and see what other options are available outside of your home country especially when you can live for a third or a fourth of the price it it really makes your life a lot more comfortable and it also helps like when you're doing sales it's much easier to have an abundance mindset when you're not worrying about going broke because your rent is fucking two thousand dollars a month right and uh so that's the recap, and we're going to do a third series with Phil on what he's transitioned to from um, the actual coaching. So stay tuned for that one. So on, on this point, so I've got a book on this on Amazon, which right. is specifically this. It's called The Prosperous Personal Trainer. It's on Amazon by me, Phil Hotsworth, and Tim Drummond. So if you want to search for that, that basically lays out how to do this in three sections. The marketing the sales and the coaching delivery. There you go. And it's, it's specifically for personal training, but you could probably, certainly the market and sales is relevant for most coaching type businesses. Beautiful. That's on Amazon. It's called The Prosperous Personal Trainer. My Phil Hawksworth, if you are a personal trainer or you're looking to make money on personal training and you like what we covered here and in the last clip, go fucking check out that book. Also check out Phil's site at philhawksworth.com. And stay tuned for part three. We're, we're going to talk about what Phil has transitioned into and how you can perhaps transition out of 
um, coaching into other ventures online. That's it. Uh, check me out, Will, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. And as always, I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.